0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence, the five-year anniversary episode. It's actually crazy. My name's Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brenda McCullough and Matt Basta. Uh, that's all we got today, but you know what? I feel like that's a win <laughs> that's in my folks. book. Uh, how's everyone doing? <laughs> that's it.
1: That's the whole podcast. That's oh, it. Yep. <laughs> Just checking <laughs> all in. Yep. That's
2: Five Just, years? All right, we're yeah.
0: out. Just re-listen to every single episode, and then you'll know <laughs> what we've been through. <laughs> Jesus.
2: What would that be? So, Five years, a podcast a week. At le- a minimum. And then it's like an hour podcast. So that's what, 52 hours a year for five years?
0: Yeah, and so, early on in the show, I was ambitious enough to do like bonus episodes on Friday, but the only bonus episodes I've done in the past few years are ones in December, so hopefully we'll have another one this week for you guys. But it's so really crazy. I feel like hours, this isn't going to be your typical episode. We are going to maybe reminisce a little bit over the fact that it's been five whole years but um, what, let's get your thoughts. Uh, Basta, you were one of the original ABTS founders. Uh, Bren came <laughs> along around episode five. But uh, let's get your thoughts on yeah. what are some of your favorite ABTS memories? Uh, did you ever anticipate hosting a podcast?
1: For this um, did I ever anticipate hosting Omaha? I mean, honestly, it, it, I, I feel like I've told this story before. I mean, it, when you've been doing it for five fucking years, you know you, you tell repeat some a lot of- stories.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah. This is
0: probably just episode two hundred point two or something <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to episode two fifty. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I remember you reaching out to me, and like we hadn't talked at all since I transferred colleges, right? Like, so the last time we chatted was probably two thousand nine. And it was, like, 2013, and you messaged me on Facebook, and you said you wanted to start a podcast. And my immediate thought was, like, you're going to record it, maybe, and then you're going to go to edit it and realize that it's hard and, like, not want to do it. And then, give up. Or <laughs> yeah. like, get your first episode out there and then be like, uh schedule yeah, do this is every hard. week? Yeah. I honestly, I honestly, God, didn't think that it would last. I didn't think that it would turn into a thing. Um, And you, like, genuinely proved me wrong, so bravo. (laughs) Um,
2: Doug, he he said it. He said he was wrong. That's funny I've been holding these balloons for years.
0: That, um, that was the whole point, Bass. It was just this, this elaborate scheme time. just to prove you wrong. Get, no, yeah. th- honestly, I it, I didn't expect it to last this long. I don't know why it lasted this long. It's just something I really enjoyed doing. I mean, and people
1: keep listening, though, right? Like, that's true. Someone does, <laughs> it's, crazy. it's not me anymore, so. You know, imagine if we were still on Signal Leaf and you didn't have any <sighs> analytics. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> well, that's what
0: I mean. Signal Leaf went under. And that's, that's another thing I did want to mention so was it like it kind of was the catalyst to Pinecast, and I just want to get your thoughts oh, yeah. on like where Pinecast was in its infancy and where we're at today with it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you remember, it wasn't even Pinecast in its infancy, it was Podmaster Hosting. Oh no,
0: <laughs> Podmaster.io.
1: Yeah, because that was that was a,
2: that was a thing that we <laughs> I <laughs> like Pinecast. A terrible decision by me as a name. I think we were just like, Pinecast isn't the worst one. <laughs> it's the yeah. least bad one well, no, they that came was up a with
0: five solid names. pitch from Basta and everyone was like you know what that's agreeable
1: <laughs> I came up with five names and I ran a Google consumer survey to see like which ones were good and which ones are bad and Pinecast didn't even come in first it came in like second uh, second or third but it like the Google consumer survey like definitively proved that Podmaster was just not a good name it's Not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was also some like uh random like boat motor engine or something uh yeah. super specific so i don't know not yeah. good yeah
1: uh, i mean it, yeah <laughs> um but it, i mean i actually was calling a, a an old friend the other day who's starting a business and they were asking a bunch of questions about pinecast and i was like i'll be like very upfront with you on this like the business has done well for itself, right? Like, what some stupid percentage of startups fold within the first year. Like, we're going on four years strong four years? with Pinecast. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and most of that I attribute to just dumb luck, right? Like, I got lucky numerous times <laughs> running this damn business. If for no reason other than, like... uh. You know, the IRS didn't make such a fucking stink when I filed my taxes. Right. <laughs> Slipped you know? under the eye of a
2: lot of bureaucrats. They clearly you know, like, didn't
0: listen to that uh, one episode oh, where, Jesus, oh, what media? was it, your oh, employee no. review oh, or something? God, yeah. The, the
1: something. An, yeah. the annual yeah. report. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, now I just have lawyers to do that stuff for me, which is That's great.
2: Good. I, we shouldn't be allowed anywhere near anything official. <laughs> no, yeah. not at all.
1: Amazing. Um,. <laughs> Dude, I forgot about that as well. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a hell of an episode.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's really like turned into something that I, I would at the very least I would say I'm proud of. You know, um, I, I For don't sure. think I would have started it had uh, ABTS not been a thing, um, and I, I definitely don't think it would have uh, gotten as far as it had if you know you just like put the podcast on it and let it sit there. And, you know, we weren't actually dog fooding it. I think a, a, a huge amount of the success is a testament to the amount of dog fooding, the feedback that you gave, um, getting the rest of the network onto it um, and really like driving it forward in terms of features and usefulness and usability. Um, so I, I am appreciative. Uh, don't get me wrong. Oh, for uh, sure. It's just, it's just like one of these things, like, none of us could have ever predicted that this was going to happen.
0: No, Never. it's very similar in the sense, like, I feel like we got lucky with getting such cool guests throughout the life of the show. Like, we've Ooh, had oh, yeah. John we had Gabers, McElroy, uh Phil Lamar, all these incredible uh, game d- developers, too. Uh, Nick Weiger, Chef Kevin, YouSong, just a big cast of really cool people. And I just that attribute that to timing and asking nicely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the guests that we've had that have since
2: been canceled. <laughs> oh, wow. Christ. Wow. <laughs> I still think <laughs> he has a good nameless? heart, but that was
0: a weird situation. <laughs> We're not going to go there. <laughs> I think
2: that's just Mark. I think Mark was the only one with
0: that. <laughs> Fair enough. And
2: Oh well, that's and Joe. Joe's canceled. He's done. I was hoping to
0: bring Joe back for this, but it's just I don't even think I get a hold of that guy. So I hope you're well, Joe. But go listen to episode one if you want to hear how he's doing.
1: (laughs) I would love to hear that Joe has just been a loyal. Dedicated. Subscriber listening. since day one and just like never unsubscribed, just been getting the, the episodes delivered to his phone this whole time. And <laughs> maybe he maybe he suffered some like terrible illness. Like he had a stroke or something, is paralyzed from the neck down, and he just can't operate his phone. He just like sit there forced to listen to ABTS every Monday.
2: Wow. Yeah, well that endearing thought about an old co's <laughs> really went into a Stephen King hellscape. <laughs> hey, listen. really fast what has Joe ever done for me
0: Well, like, he, I think he is cancelled <laughs> his only appearance on the show he was like mildly drunk and mildly racist so oh, it's yeah, not true. a big deal um,
2: but. he got that cigarette from that Pakistani guy outside of his building
0: But like I was saying, though, about the guests we've had, we've even had Justin McElroy. There was just some really good times on this Uh, podcast, so I'm just really grateful. I miss the network. It kind of dissolved over time. Like, not many of the shows even exist anymore. Um, For instance, uh, Dumbbells and Dragons is on permanent hiatus, it seems. Uh, Same with Paper News Out Loud. Uh, Erie Canal Theater... Oh, ABTD, but we're maybe going to bring it back no, in 2020. No, don't hold your that, breath.
1: No yeah, no don't, There's no promises there. There isn't promises there. In fact, I would even preface that by saying, I don't think we'll bring back ABTD. We'll bring back something new. Well, that's what I
0: mean. It's going to be a sci-fi yeah. thing, maybe? We'll see. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I would like to get back into D&D. And I feel like um, the fun that we have had is worth sharing. And I think people have been pretty enthusiastic about what we've put out into the world Exactly, of one of our
0: ABTD fans was like, I can't wait for Season 3, so we gotta do Chis? something for them.
2: She's uh, the only no. ABTD fan I know.
0: <laughs> uh, it was somebody else. Uh, regardless, um, <laughs> we do hopefully... Uh, plan to continue to podcast but yeah five years i never anticipated it going this long i'll be perfectly honest myself but the reason we're going is because we're having a good time continually so and it was cool expanding we got to meet whitney and bring her on as a host and stuff it's a shame she couldn't be here tonight but uh hopefully we'll be hearing from her later this week in the bonus episode or something
2: i feel like she's probably the most consistent gaming wise out of all of the hosts for a gaming podcast (laughs)
0: Yeah, she definitely is a great addition to the crew and yeah. adds a lot of uh, cool insight. She brought Chuck Tingle to our show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that just is her in a nutshell. I love Chuck you, Whitney. Uh, also, uh, our Wild Hearts. I remember her talking about it a while ago. I actually bought it uh, earlier this week and played it.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, Bren, and then that's what I mean. You came into the show not initially planning on being on the podcast in fact it's funny our relationship I was always messaging you being like I have this podcast and I want to get some kind of feedback and then it ended up being like oh do you want to be on the show and it just so happened that you were unemployed at the time
2: (laughs) well it was your wife at the time your girlfriend uh I knew her from high school and she was like hey my boyfriend's starting a video game podcast you're a big old nerd you got nothing better to do I was like touche uh, so I just hopped on cause yeah, it was right after, so after I graduated, went up to Elmira, New York, uh, for a minor league hockey team internship and was probably the worst three or four months of my life to date still. And I was like, fuck this, I'm out, Moved back home. And then, yeah, we started recording after that. I remember the having, origin
0: story of Bryn.
2: Oh yeah. I remember I got, I had an older computer, my first computer still, and then when I ended up finally getting a new computer, I still had the old computer because the fan on the new one was so loud you could hear it on the mic. So I still had to use my old computer because it was more quiet. And I had it just, like, jerry-rigged with the monitor and mic sitting on the box it came in and just in the corner of my room. And I would just, like, huddle over there like golem, record, like, an hour podcast, and then run back to my real computer.
0: I do vaguely remember that. I, I remember that awful I setup. I
2: distinctly remember that because I think there was like a one episode where I'm like, I, the box actually fell in on itself, and it's just like, oh god, we to cut all that out.
0: And then uh, I was also reminiscing that there was a moment there during like the the I don't know, not the peak of ABTD, but we did like an offshoot of Mouse Guard very oh briefly, yeah. and it well, we fell apart. That. Yeah, we were streaming it on Twitch, and it was like there was maps and like visuals and stuff. It was pretty. Uh, cool. Unfortunately, it was a lot of work and just yeah. didn't work out. Uh, and it was my first attempt DMing, and I did not know what to do when everyone strayed from the path, so to speak.
2: <laughs> I had this one idea where everyone's going to go. Oh, you're going somewhere else? Great.
0: Yeah. I'm now I'm fucked, <laughs> and my whole story <laughs> and plan is ruined. Um, but no, yeah. I would work with it. But that that was also the fun challenge there. But like I said, schedules fell apart, and uh, Kier. Let's not remember him. No, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a period of time that did Yeah,
0: that really was. Uh but no, we did make some really cool friendships along the way. I want to shout out like One Track Gamers, Press Continue Podcast was like the first podcast we interviewed. Um I don't know, oh, yeah, so many people, right. uh no time for time travel. Just too many to count. So if and if you're out there, oh, Gamers Without Borders, how could I forget? Yeah. Like so many of you that have been supporters and listeners and friends of our show that have come on to our show and talked. Uh we appreciate every last one of you.
2: Yeah. As, as someone who has another podcast and is trying to get guests on there, I'm still flabbergasted by some of the guests we have gotten. Some fucking <laughs> how, I do I not know. I
0: swear to God it just comes down to being a nice human being. Maybe also our title helps because it's just that self-deprecating humor of like, <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> it, it can't help? be that bad.
2: I, I've, I've told the podcast to some people and they've appreciated the name i doubt they've listened to it but they like the name
0: exactly that's all that matters so uh, that's a win in my book uh, <laughs> please listen um
2: <laughs> we're very aware of it. it's just like it's three white guys talking about video games we know what this is well, you know what the, this
0: is okay so i was gonna say this is the five-year anniversary so at, when this first came out our first episode aired around christmas time of 2014 and i'm pretty sure i dropped like three or four or five episodes at once just to be be like like it to help us like get some numbers boosted and one of those episodes was like called swampy christmas and (laughs) this whole week i was thinking to myself i'm like man you know what i should just go listen back to that and just like have like an understanding of what happened back then i didn't i'm just like i can't put myself (laughs) through that i really don't want to and i remember there was some really strange editing things i was trying at the time to be funny like i like turned Basta's words into like this weird little like song thing. And I just don't want to remember that episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't so, remember
1: that either. No,
0: it's really dumb and bad. So the <laughs> origin of our podcast is really <laughs> shaky and rocky. And it's always funny when I hear a listener be like, oh, I like your show so much. I'm going to start from the beginning. It's like, no, d- d- nope, really nope,
2: don't <laughs> it's
0: just at least start at like episode 50. There might be a few gems before there, but not really. I'm not sure.
2: I feel like every podcast, it should just be known, every podcast is bad for the first five to ten episodes. If you're really enjoying it, you want to listen to every episode, just go back to, like, ten and go from there. Like, don't listen to the very first ones, because every podcast I've ever listened to is real rough in the beginning.
0: And that's what I wanted to mention was, this podcast didn't start as a video game podcast, it just started as... Well, I don't like, really know. It was like, oh, technology, gonna like and oh, we're maybe going to make a video game, and like oh, it all yeah. just fell apart really we're fast. We're going to make
2: an app. And, and it
0: was, then it just kind of oh, yeah. devolved into this strange comedy show, which that was also never the intent. But I'm like, <laughs> I think the the idea is every time we sit down to press record with each other, we want to have fun and make each other laugh So and make the listeners laugh. That's the best thing about this show is doing our goofy ass conversation games that's another thing i really want to mention real quick before we go into the games we've been playing is what the fuck are all these things we've come (laughs) up with it's mainly bastard like i gotta give you (laughs) credit as far as like you've supplied most of the conversation games but the originals are definitely i was walrus that was me 10 questions Uh, which isn't i can't take credit for that's literally (laughs) 20 questions cut in half and (laughs) then basic. uh, What Pretty and uh, What's That Sound what's came that sound? eventually, and Game or No Game was another one of mine. But those, like I said, all such simple concepts, uh, but really fun to execute on. But then Basta, he supplied Stumpers, uh, Tunnel of Love. There's ones that were only one-shots that don't even <laughs> get remembered yeah. because they're so oh, insane. Yeah. Uh, but like I, one was like Fallout something or other, or Sex So, oh,
2: Fallout, or, uh, yeah, Urban Dictionary Sex, which I'm still surprised how well that worked it like, was really I, fun I was and topical I was playing Fallout at that time and I couldn't get most of them yeah. I mean
1: that was me just trying to be topical and I kept reading about all these Fallout things and I was like fuck me like this is just like filthy you know, maybe maybe my mind it's is awesome. just like perpetually in the gutter but like also, <laughs> also
2: it's also Fallout
0: but also Stumpers fallout. I gotta be honest I think Stumpers is my favorite but I also we've been doing Tunnel of Lava uh, Tunnel of Lava Tunnel of, Tunnel Lava. of Lava. Lava a Lava. lot Lava. recently Lava. But uh, that one's a lot of fun, too. What was the whole oh, uh, inspiration for Stumpers?
2: I was um, listening to My Brother, My Brother and Me. I was like, <laughs> but what if? I mean, I, I, I've definitely been
1: listening to My Brother, My Brother and Me for a very long time. But it yeah. was one of these things where
2: at
1: at the time when I started it, I was very active on Quora. Um to the point where i was in like their secret facebook group for their top writers I, th- oh. like they sent me a jacket, they bought me a new york what? times subscription. um uh, is a whole thing. damn. The and
2: fuck? uh Corda's I was got just jacket money?
1: <laughs> they they had done actually this uh program called knowledge prizes and basically um they would say here's a question that one of our sponsoring companies has asked. Um, and they want like some thought leader to go and, um, you know, write up a really detailed answer. And it was shit like, you know, will self-driving cars, you know, change cities or think, you know, bullshit that, you know, venture capitalists would, would want to know about. Uh-huh. Um, and I did a bunch of them and I ended up winning like five <laughs> and nice. at the end of the day, like it wasn't any incredibly meaningful amount of money, but like it was, it was a like a thousand dollars or something, which is
2: nothing to shake a stick at, you know. Uh, Bassett, um, I think your San Francisco showing by saying a thousand dollars is a meaningful yeah. amount of money. Well, I mean, it, it,
1: in the grand scheme of things, it's just like it didn't. Um, it wasn't paying any bills. I wasn't going on vacation with it. You know, it wasn't it's, a it's not like a life changing. Yeah, know. but it's a heavy. amount like of gonna, pocket change. Yeah, nobody, nobody's like, oh yeah, Matt Bassett and Ken Jennings. These, you know. <laughs> uh but, so, I was super involved with the Quora community, and uh, they just kept making these like bad decisions about the product <laughs> um they were like so they switched it from you know rewarding people for having good answers to rewarding people for having popular questions, mm-hmm. which completely flipped the model from how do we get the best possible answer out there to how do we get as many questions as possible so that we can hit on one that's popular. Um, and the quality of the questions just went downhill so quickly.
0: <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, quantity uh, over
1: quality. Was, yeah. Like listening to my brother and my brother mean me and you have these Yahoo answers and it's like, how do these people exist in the real world? Right. And on Quora, it was the same thing, but it's, it's more real, right? Like on Yahoo answers, it's these people that, you know, you think like, this is, this is a seven-year-old. There's no way that this is not a seven-year-old, right? Like, how is Babi (laughs) formed? But on Quora, it's actual people that are like, you know, if I tan too much, can I get rid of moles? And it's like, no. That's the opposite. (laughs) That's how you get more moles. It's just all, I mean, go back and listen to the episodes, the stupid shit that people would ask. And I thought... You know, we could make this. At one point, I had suggested we should make this its own show because <laughs> I think it would probably do reasonably well. You know, our colorful commentary is maybe not like the finest, but you know, we're consistent. And but
0: that was the best thing consistent. about Stumpers.
1: It's like, <laughs> oh,
0: you tan too much, you become the mole, like Anderson exactly. Cooper is the
1: mole, exactly, like celebrity um, mole, exactly. So, eh, I mean, it was it was fine. Uh, you know, we moved on eventually. I, I sort of got sick of trawling Quora for the worst of the worst because, like, everything was the worst. It um, just all wasn't bad. fun anymore. Um, and then we moved on to, oh, God. Was was, was it uh, I'm Tunnel pull of up. Love after
0: that? I got Yeah, it's definitely Tunnel of Love. There might be some others. I'm going to see if I have a, a resource here.
2: There's one that was like a Google autofill. Oh, search. Lord. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, yeah. no one no understood the I mean, so the, I'm, the feeling is, I'm feeling lucky. I'm luck. feeling
1: lucky. Yeah. I mean the idea was, you know, there's there's some gold in Google Autocomplete, right? Like as you start typing in your Chrome address bar, you yeah. know, it, it starts suggesting things. And I wanted to try to pull a game out of this idea of like guessing what Google is guessing. Um and the problem is with a group of more than people it's really difficult to sort of coordinate it and so i tried to like make it into sort of like a game show sort of format but it's just really hard to do and it's really hard to balance those things like yeah. testing it is not easy um it, it we just couldn't make it work but game design is tough game design is tough yeah you know you're not wrong it was um, a fun
0: one though definitely a cool innovative idea I'm looking I was looking through like this file of uh, intros and outros I have for like theme <laughs> All the music. Jingles. Yeah, exactly. And I'm uh seeing some that aren't necessarily conversation game related but we have like oh, uh, Basta's hot take, Brendan's conspiracy theory corner yep. and Coleman's complaints which I that must have not lasted <laughs> long. Uh but yeah, that's what I mean. Those are the only ones that really stand And I mean, sexy that's this whole theme. Show, what the hell was right? the sexy that's this theme? Whole
2: show. Uh
0: but yeah, so our yeah, I don't know. Our show is goofy, and I love it, and I appreciate that it's been going for five years. Hopefully, we'll have some more goofs on the horizon. Um, but is there anything uh, else you guys want to chat about, quick, relating to our five-year anniversary before we maybe go into the games we've been playing? Because we will try to keep this maybe a little regular. And if you got a tunnel for love for us, that would be awesome. Oh,
1: I got so <laughs> many tunnel of loves. It's oh god, I got a it, backlog
2: of tunnel of loves, and I know how much Bren loves it.
0: Exactly. My pro- then
2: my problem with it. It's the same problem with Yahoo. Yahoo was like the default browser for a while, so everyone knew it and was just flooding it with bullshit. Tunnel of Love is primarily through Reddit, and it's just full of bullshit. But at least Yahoo is dumb, like, hey, maybe the McElroy brothers will read my question. Reddit is just dumb, karma-whoring shitheads <laughs> making up fake stories, and it's just so infuriated because it's so fucking fake. And it Wait, what the, hell it?
0: what the hell is this dad jokes game we used to play?
2: Oh. I have that's, no
0: idea. That's really picking my uh memory. I do You're vaguely what remember that.
1: You say they're picking your picking, it's your picking nose. It's picking my nose. Yes. Uh <laughs> it's picking my ass. <laughs> there.
0: But no, uh dad jokes. I don't remember the official title of it, but maybe that's, that was uh something fi- we played at one point.
2: I don't think I was there cuz I feel like I would win that cuz I'm just full of puns.
0: That's true, and then I'm seeing a bunch of uh, music-related files for our intro or our, our, our uh, improv stingers. stuff we've been doing in recent years. Oh, me and Mark geez. specifically, it's terrible. That's specifically
2: um, you and Mark. It is uh, dragging me into it against my will.
0: Yep, that's how it works. But no, let's talk about the games we've been playing, Bastard. We haven't heard from you in the longest time. So, what have you been playing? Anything in recent <sighs> days, um, weeks?
1: I'll say I haven't really been playing much. Uh, the last game that I think I reported on quote unquote, reported on, um, was uh, Dr. Mario World. Um, I still have it on my phone, but I've, I've sort of hit a bit of a wall with it. There are some levels which are just intentionally designed to make you not rage quit, but like n- not succeed. Like it's, po- it, they're definitely possible. But the the effort that you need to go to is sufficiently high that they're just really pushing the microtransactions.
2: Yep. Um, That's mobile games.
1: And so it's like, I'm stuck at the last level for this one particular stage. And, oh, fuck me. It, it's <laughs> one of these levels that scroll and there's things that are hidden and you need to break blocks and you need to, it, there's just so much going on That you actually, like, run out of capsules at the end. Um, And so there'll be, like, four viruses that you still need to kill, and you've got no capsules left. Um, And I just refuse to pay money to play this game. Um, Like, show me ads, show me, like... But I'm just just not gonna pay money to, like, get power-ups to, like, beat the level. Yeah, fuck Um, that. And, like, I'm so close to beating it that I know it's possible. It's just... It has nothing to do with skill. It's all about luck of the draw, like, which color capsules you get, what color the viruses are, you know, like, if you manage to get some random bonus that, you know, helps you out, like, that'll help. But I just really hate beating my head against the wall. Like, if the levels were always the same, and the capsules were always the same color, and it was just a matter of, like, figuring out, you know, like, what strategy to use, sure, right like i i would still be playing but i just when it when it comes down to dumb luck and you just need to grind and you can only play it five times without paying money mm-hmm. uh and then you have to wait 20 minutes um it it just really wears on me uh they have had some special events uh every week they have one to two special events that go on um some of the special events are sort of pointless when you're stuck like i am it'll be like a star event and so you know like each level you get like zero to three stars uh for how well you did um and basically the event is earn you know 200 stars and get like a big prize um it's like well if you're stuck and you're not progressing you're not earning any stars uh so that one was a waste and then they have they have these ones where it's like um you know Koopa Troopa is sick with a virus, you know, like, Oh no, fix him. And then basically they give you like 15 levels or 20 levels or whatever that you need to beat in order to like satisfy the event. And the first five or so are like tricky, but not bad. Um, and so I'll go through and play those, but you don't get stars for them. Um, and then the next five, I think you do get stars, but they're either timed or they're just not as fun fun um you don't get anything out of them uh it, it, you only get things out of them when you've completed the like group of levels and you know i get through like one and a half groups and i'm just like ah, i don't have the patience to like sit here and grind on the special event which is detracting me from grinding on the main fucking game right so, so- I, i've given up on that for a little while um hopefully in the new year i'm gonna have a little bit of time to uh play some switch um i'm Ooh. gonna pick up a couple games uh not sure which one's exactly yet
2: um, pokemon get mad at that again oh
1: god don't get me fucking
0: scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm that's my only game i've been playing so i might as well throw it out there i haven't been playing much yeah, at all it. during the goddamn holidays it's been really busy um and my record label there's all sorts of releases i'm trying to get done right before the end of the year so good lord uh but no mainly just playing some switch and some pokemon sword that's all unfortunately how about you Bren?
2: Uh, I haven't been playing Switch as much because I, I still got Hyrule Warriors and I still got Forager on there. made a little more progress on Forager. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to save those for playing games because you can just grind away at them and Forager takes up much less battery life than Hyrule Warriors-wise. Uh, just because just of the graphics alone. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be flying back for the holidays and stuff and going to be back at my parents' place. So I'm going to try to save those games for then. Uh, in the meantime, I bought uh i talked about it earlier sayonara sayonara wild hearts oh hell yeah yeah we talked about before with whitney brought it to our attention and it got i think it got an award or it got nominated for the game awards uh recently so it was on sale on steam for like 10 bucks and i was like uh, i don't know i hear it's only like an hour long like it's a pretty short game so I yeah like, uh, i don't know if 10 bucks is worth it and then i heard someone make the argument 10 bucks for an hour-long game isn't a good deal. 10 bucks for a really good uh, music album with a like, fun game attached to it is an amazing deal. And I was like, you know what? It's a fair point because um, music is such a huge component of that game, and it is very good. So yeah. if you see it more as buying an album of music for 10 bucks, that's a steal. That's a good price. Plus, you got this cool little Infinite Runner game attached to it.
0: And is there replayability is my question. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's, so the yeah. gameplay, they like pushed it as like, oh, you're riding motorcycles. You're doing sword fighting. You're doing this. You're doing that. That's what the visuals are doing. The gameplay is all the same. It's an infinite runner. So you're running down like a corridor collecting little, you know, points, uh, stars and hearts and stuff. And uh, while you're doing that, there's uh, different quick time events that are set to the music, so it's like a rhythm-based game as well. Yeah. So it's an infinite runner uh, rhythm-based game, primarily. And there's all a bunch of different shit that's happening during that, but that's primarily what it is. And um, it is very good. I'm very bad at both infinite runner and rhythm games. So it is very hard for me. But it's also, because it's infinite runner, they expect you to get different ranks on the level, so you get, you know, bronze, silver, gold rank. So they expect you to play it once, not know what the fuck's happening. Play it again, do a little better. Play it again and get gold. Like so, they expect you to play each level multiple times. And then there's little uh, little zodiac challenges. I think there's like 24 of them, which are like, if you uh, dodge an object just barely, you'll get like risky points, like 50 points for being like risky. Um, So if you dodge, like, four of them in a row, or, like, you know, you complete a level without ever getting hit by anything, or you get gold on all five of the levels, there's different challenges that are, you know, little achievements as well. Yeah. So it's very clear that this game was, like, intended for, like, mobile, not even phone, it might be a little small for a phone, but, like, iPads and tablets primarily. Like, it's clear it's meant for those type and not, you know, PC and consoles, even though it's on them. Um, Still very playable. Uh, Yeah, visually stunning. Uh, music, fantastic. Uh, it's got one of that when you kind of like grease where it's a very beautiful, very artistic, shorter game that tells the story overall. But oh, I'm yeah. too dumb to really figure out what the story <laughs> is. I can kind of piece it together, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of new ones I'm just missing because I'm just you know blockhead. So uh, I do recommend it. Like like I said, ten dollars for an hour game doesn't seem like go- much, but ten dollars for an album with a game attached—that's a good like that's a good buy. Yeah, so I, I like
0: that mentality. That's a good yeah. point.
2: And I've been listening to the like even just at work I've been having the album playing for, you know and it's just really good EDM like sort of lo-fi beats. So, it's right up right up the genre I'm in right now.
0: Nice, man. And I was just sold on the visuals alone. I'm surprised I haven't uh already got this game. Maybe uh, 10 bucks doesn't sound bad at all. So, that sounds no. awesome.
2: I think full price it's like 13 or 14. Even that's still good like after playing it and having seen it um i'm not great at these types of games i'm not going to get all the achievements and challenges and gold ranks on all of them i might play it again i might not but i'm still happy with the purchase and uh no spoiler but the narrator for it is a uh, impressively big name person that oh, i was cool. very caught off guard impressively
1: by big name person yeah samuel like,
2: l jackson well <laughs> not saying not saying <laughs> who it is uh, but it just caught me off guard seeing them in the credits. I'm like, oh fuck, cool. So yes, yeah, studio had some, uh, I guess, like firing power behind them. Well, they some
0: fuck them. you money. No, <laughs> <just kidding.
2: laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, so uh, I would recommend that game. Um, besides that though, I just bought uh today, so I haven't gotten to play them. Uh Moonlighter. I bought the DLC for that, which is a game I played earlier. Uh, God, this year maybe. Christ. Oh yeah. Yep. Um. But it's, uh, you know, during the day you run a shop and you sell items and manage inventory and prices and all that stuff, and then at night you Moonlight as the adventurer going into dungeons, collecting that item, or those items and gear and selling it to people during the day. Uh, so it's very similar to Race Tear and Item Shop Tale, which is a game I fucking love. I absolutely love that game. Moonlighter does it, uh, with a nice, a bit more polish, uh, art style-wise, less anime weeaboo. Um, but it's uh, done well, and the DLC came out, which I wasn't aware of. Uh, so I got that up for like five bucks for free. I ended up having enough money on Steam uh, to just pick that one up for free. So I, I hear some complaints about it, but it's five bucks, and I enjoy that game already. So I figured okay, enjoy the DLC. Yeah, um, five bucks. Not, that's not bad. No, and it was like there's like a Steam sale where it's like if you buy a game if you buy a game during the sale, you get these dumb tokens, and if you get enough of those tokens, you get five bucks off your next purchase. So oh, it, nice! It pretty much was just free for me. So I was like, I'll take it. Um, I got it for free because the other game I bought was Digimon Cyber Sleuth.
0: Of course you did.
2: Yeah. About time. Got, I'm just like, because my main uh, back and forth was like, do I buy it for the computer or do I buy it for the Switch? So I can play it like on the plane and shit. And I was like, I got I got enough on the Switch already. Like it's already filling up on space. I'm just like, fuck it. Give me those DigiBoys. Give me them Digimon. I need, I need some good, dumb talking animals and jorts with gun hands in my life so hell yeah uh, i bought that i just installed it so i'll get around to that eventually and i'm sure i'll be talking that, about that for months on end for just way too long i feel like the main story i could beat in like 50 hours but i feel like i'm gonna get 50 hours of just grinding for the digimon that i want so it's gonna be a lot of that
0: nice dude that sounds super fun
2: yeah oh one more that wasn't a full-fledged game but it was just a demo um I got around to playing the uh Spiritfarer demo which is from Thunder Lotus Studios or developers um they're the team that did Jotun and uh yeah. Sundered that I was playing earlier and going on about. Um, Spiritfarer is their newest game and it's coming out next year so 2020. And this demo was just real short. You did like one objective. You just got to run around a bit and play with some of the characters, but there's only like one mission per se. And that's it. And it was a limited demo. It was only for like that two days or so you could play. Uh but within that short amount of time, within that short amount demo experience, this already already might be my game of the year for 2020. I'm all this game is so far it's up my It's not 2020, you yeah. can't <laughs> do that. It's breaking it's the so, rules. It's so far up my alley, it gave me a prostate exam. I, oh. Oh, I, oh, 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 oh. I love this game so much, and I only played it for like 40 minutes if that and like it was just me running around uh the art style is beautiful uh it's 2d and you're basically just you're a spirit fairer you're you're you know chiron the ferryman in greek mythology you're the groom reaver ferrying spirits across the you know, river stick sort of style so it's characters that die they have unfinished business you have this giant boat where they stay on until you can help them finish their business and all the characters are just so crazy design like the one lady you help is just literally just a snake just like a big old snake in a robe and uh one is like an anthropomorphized or humanized uh deer who's like very frou-frou smoking. Uh one's just a big old frog lad who's like your like I guess like vice captain on the ship or something and I'm in love with him. And you just run around you just got these different little tasks. You're helping out you can cook, you plant stuff on the ship harvest that plant that give it to them you know their last meal or whatever so you help them pass on so it's just very cool idea for a game uh very well executed just a big old cast of fun characters and uh neat little feature you can just hug people like you can hug everybody so you (laughs) got you got like a little cat familiar that like follows you around as your assistant you can just hug the cat whenever you want oh sometimes like the, the people on your boat are like oh man like I don't like the rain and it's raining outside, I'm just not in a good mood. You hug hug 'em and you cheer cheer 'em up and they're like, Thanks. Aww. That's it. I know uh, and I'm just like, fuck. This in so high
0: good. school, my one friend was always like, If you can't jump in a game, it was his pet peeve. He was like, I will not play this game. Now yeah. I just feel like if I can't hug somebody, like, what's the button to hug somebody? <laughs> if I can't
2: pet the dog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm this game's
2: useless to me. Oh, uh, it's just so good. It's just like, Hey, big old frog man, bring it in. I'm
1: hugging. That's awesome. You know, I, I, I do have to say, in the same way that y- you feel that way, Doug, I feel that if uh, a game with a frog is not a frog fractions cra- crossover, uh, I'm just not interested. <laughs> Fair enough. Just not, yeah.
2: just not a fan. That's so, fine. Well, I mean, the
1: thing is, like, the the frog genre has been, <laughs> you know, peaked for you know, how long now?
0: Yeah, what do we uh, got? Uh, we got Battletoads. We got Final it's... Fantasy Nine.
2: What yeah,
1: it I mean it's it's all <laughs> down <downhill>. here. Like unless <laughs> Queen, it's a frog fractions crossover. Uh, yeah. I am I don't wanna I don't wanna hear it.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> um, but no, that's what I mean. It's almost Christmas, but t- by the time this bonus episode airs later this week, it will have already happened. And I feel like it's an ample opportunity to get in touch with Bastaclaus, So I was just curious if hopefully we can pray Jesus. or uh, summon him this. in some way regard. <laughs> I think if it's you just like
1: the- say I'm his here.
0: name like five times in a row, he just shows up or something. So last like...
1: time I had a coffee mug full of coins. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> this <laughs> is like the
2: third year in a row Doug's just no, like there's hey, no there's no Bassaclaus this year we've no.
1: gotta we've gotta oh, kill no. this tradition this is this is gonna first of all it's gonna fuck up my voice <laughs> 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 and then the second thing is it was hardly funny to begin with <laughs> 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 This
2: dead oh, horse no. is glue now. There's Five nothing left yeah. on we we so the horse. We been the truth about Basta Claus.
0: You're ruining everyone's Christmas Basta. I, it's like Santa's not real neither is Basta Claus. It's all coming come on, out. Come on, um, Mucky,
2: dance for me. Do that funny little bit you do so much. Oh,
0: <laughs> no, but it felt right because I was going to ask Basta Claus for the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3, but I,
1: <laughs> I it's literally been, like, three fucking years since I bought
2: anyone on this show a Christmas present. Like, <laughs> don't true.
1: start expecting one now. No, nah, that's true.
2: <laughs> it's also a bit that Bassett does that Doug does not warn him about and just throws him to the line. <laughs> because, Do it. Well, Do it on what, the spot right What ends right up now. happening,
1: normally, normally I get a text from Doug, like, I don't know, a week in advance, being like, hey, I'm putting together the Christmas episode. Is Bassett Claus gonna show up? And I'd be like... <sighs> And then I get some stuff ready. I think about what Bastaclaus is going to do, what sort of predicament the Bastaclaus is in this year, whatever. You know, maybe Mark is going to be on the episode to spice things up. So it's not just me having a riff about fucking Bastaclaus. (laughs) (laughs) And this time, like, I, I don't even have any notice. This is literally the first time I've heard the word Bastaclaus since like July.
0: I think then just Mark is gonna take shake. over the role of Vasta Uh We're gonna have to see how he handles it.
1: But Choi uh, <laughs> Claus, Santa Choi.
2: I there mean, I, I think I sent Basta a game, and he still hasn't accepted it yet. So
1: well, so the problem is I'm on I'm on a Mac now, and oh. what I mean, there's game. Are there unaccepted games? I'm pretty sure I've I've accepted all the games that I've been
2: sent. The thing is, um, I just not Install them. Did you accept? Okay. Alpha and Omega, the furry dating sim I <laughs> sent you. Oh, how I do I that get was... that? No, but it was a gift. Like I, I know it's te- g- Well,
1: how would I? How would I accept the gift? Where would I find this? I don't know, it's on Is Steam. it in my library? I have Steam open right now.
2: Oh, then you should have Alpha and Omega, the furry dating sim. It was probably
0: already declined.
2: <laughs> probably. But
0: let's move on. Uh Basta, since Basta Claus is dead, um, can we maybe play a uh, Tunnel of Love?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah, we can play Tunnel of Love. <laughs> let's do it. Of course it. we can play play the, of the jingle. Love. boy so here oh boy here comes here comes our first i'm starting y'all out gentle right oh this boy. this Warm is up. we're going to we're going to escalate as we go on got to do some stretches um, yeah get get your stretching and do what you got to do um touch those toes this first one comes to us from the subreddit relationships oh jesus christ my 25 male girlfriend 22 female is afraid to come to my house anymore because she's convinced it is haunted It's pretty much all right there. Spencer and I have been dating for three months. Everything is going really, really well, and I really like her. The one problem is that she is afraid to come over to my place. She used to come over quite a bit, but she gradually started to not like it. More than a few times, she woke me up in the middle of the night saying she heard stuff in the house. My house is old, so yes, it makes a lot of noise, especially when the wind kicks up, but I'm pretty sure it is stuff like the windows rattling. Spencer started becoming less comfortable going over to my house, and gradually I noticed she was directing us more to her place than mine. I asked her if there's some reason she didn't like going to my house anymore, and she told me that she felt like there was something in the house that doesn't like her. I was pretty surprised to hear that from her. I mean, she is a nurse and looking to become a doctor. She has really never struck me as a person to get bent out of shape over a haunting. If she doesn't want to come over anymore, I can live with it but I would kind of like to find a way to show her my house isn't haunted and it is perfectly safe there because it would be nice to chill at my place now and then. Is there a good way to show her my house is safe and not haunted? She doesn't really like going in anymore, even during the day. TLDR, normally rational, scientific-minded girlfriend, has become convinced my house is haunted and is afraid of it. Is there a decent way to show her it's fine? Hmm. I'm picturing. Let me just preface this. One of the big reasons that I chose this is like we have talked extensively about ghosts, especially (laughs) sexual ghosts, on this podcast. Oh no, have we?
2: I think it
0: had to come up at least five
2: years. I mean, (laughs) fair. Like I'm sure we have at some point. I don't know if extensively.
0: I don't know. I'm just imagining redesigning the interior of this house into like some kind of like arcade slash like kids play pen and be like would a ghost haunt this
1: yeah, yeah no. we decorate the inside of your house as a mcdonald's play area yeah so add a ball see, pit add some slides
2: see no because that's it. exactly what a child ghost would haunt so that makes mm. it worse but that's only if it's a child ghost
0: but if also it's, a- it's
2: hard to explain to your neighbors yes I'm a 25 year old man with a child's ball pit in my living room I'm definitely not a pedophile no, just living your best life.
1: <laughs> well, so the, I, I think there's a there's a there's an important first step here. I think the important first step is to contact a psychic or some other medium to help determine the age of this ghost, right? Like not the not the age, like when did it die is like a thousand years old or whatever. I'm talking about like what oh, how little. old was this son of a bitch when they died? It's right, like forty five. If we're talking about an adult ghost, what you've got to do is you got to build the McDonald's play pit because. What do, what do adults do when their kids are off playing in the fucking ball pit? They go and they sit there and they, they eat their burger quietly. Oh. This is how you trick the ghost. Now, if it's a child ghost, what you've got to do is you've got to renovate your apartment into an open plan office. Mm-hmm. You've got to add some ficus. You've got to go and like, get a whole bunch of standing desks, a, a fancy water Stand- dispenser. Wow. The money uh, you think this guy has for his home office. Listen, if you want to impress the women that think your house is haunted, you've got to lay down some cash.
0: But I'm also <laughs> concerned that what if the ghost isn't even associated with the house, but it's associated with her and it's like following her around? Like, maybe oh, she's fuck. the problem.
1: Yeah. Bring oh, the Jesus. Maybe this is a smurl incident. Smurl? Oh, boy. Yeah, the smurls. This is like the famous Pennsylvania haunting.
0: What? Oh, Christ, I thought that was like a, a like alternate universe Smurf.
1: No, it, it, in fact, it was in my hometown, which is probably the only reason why I know about it. They made a movie. Oh, please ex- um,
0: elaborate no, okay. for our listeners. Oh, <laughs>
2: hold on. Uh, it's not the DuPonts who are just wealthy assholes that break the law to their convenience. They're in my hometown.
1: Uh, it is, so the Wikipedia is uh, titled Smurl Haunting. Let me send you the link. Um just a read about this. Uh,
0: oh, scary ghost stories like that Christmas song.
1: <laughs> refers to claims made by Jack and Janet Smurl of West Pittston, Pennsylvania, who alleged that a demon inhabited their home between 1974 and 1989. The Smurl well, demon. To this wide a- press attention and were investigated by demonologists who encouraged the family's supernatural beliefs. Yeah. What? Um,
2: how am the my of thought story getting a Darwin a 1986
1: demonology? paperback titled The Haunted and a 1991 made for TV movie of the same name released by 20th Century Fox.
0: Dude, a demon threw their dog into a wall.
1: Allegedly. Allegedly. There was no trial.
2: <laughs> Only Poor the state dog. can classify them as a demon. Uh yeah, this is some hocus pocus bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> it's just some nonsense it yeah it is
1: a whole thing um that, that's really all i have to say on the matter i wasn't even alive um so <laughs> <laughs> uh my parents could probably tell you more uh but again it's all speculation in any case anyway um, there's probably a radon leak or, or whatever uh <laughs> You're but i just slowly I mean, poisoning
2: her i <laughs> there's lead in the pipes it's fine yeah it's and, an old house so, Maybe,
1: maybe this girlfriend, uh, is, uh, spooktastic and she, she's got a little poltergeist following her around, just like tapping on the windows or, you know, making some creepy footsteps. Banging Um, on the trash can. In this case, what you've got to do is you, you've got to bring some holy water. Uh, you never know. Maybe it's a creepy vampire. You got to bring some garlic. You just got to bring the whole fucking toolkit. And while your girlfriend is sleeping, you've got to covertly, you know, like, do a little spritz with the holy water. Yeah, well, not exor- exercise it because, uh, you know, it's already getting its exercise. It's following this girl around all day, but You know, <laughs> totally.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: hey, there's a girl. Oh, this is the quality puns that everybody uh, has been coming to our show for five years. years for.
2: We were all we were all No, you Catholic just got got it, anymore. You, We know you who got, he got he to test
1: it, shit. right? If 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 the if the girlfriend is haunted. Now you have a next step, right? You can say, "Oh no, it's not my place. It's you. It's, it's you, you that's the problem, her. right? Dump her, hire you know a priest or whatever, or a demonologist." I feel like um, that's but sure. like, if there's if you spray the holy water and nothing happens, or you know you go around, um, I don't know, banging a Ouija board on the walls. I don't what I don't know what you do when there's a ghost, and you got to find if there's a ghost. Have some like uh, fancy. Uh, you know, electromagnetic equipment or something. It, you do what you got to do. No, here's,
2: here's what you got to do. Instead of trying to get rid of the ghost, instead of trying to convince her there isn't a ghost, you just lean into it. The same way...
1: Oh, you got to turn the your best, house into a haunted house.
2: The person with the best haunted house that there is. You follow his example. You put googly eyes on all of your furniture and you turn it into Pee-wee's playhouse. Everything's haunted <laughs> in Pee-wee's house and he just rolls with it he makes friends with all the ghosts so just lean into that and be like hey look I got Cherry Cherry's embodying the ghost Cherry's I mean, cool I, as fuck I'm, I'm really into
1: the idea that you you like lean into this and and you turn your apartment into the thing that your girlfriend is afraid of you know she wakes you up in the middle of the night and she's like I hear some like moaning from downstairs and you're like oh sorry about that hey Google stop playing Halloween soundtrack on <laughs> the downstairs speaker yeah. Yeah. Nice. you know <laughs>
0: Or we could go the super dark route and just kill yourself and become ghosts and it's like, you All can't haunt right. me now.
2: Yeah, that's like, true. You can make like double that's, homicide. Yeah, that's, that's jumping there a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was Moving on to the next
1: one before this gets any darker uh, than it needs <laughs> to be. Did
2: double suicide. I don't know how it's darker than that.
1: This, this next one comes for us from the subreddit relationships. My 32 female husband, 36 male wants to start a quote-unquote restaurant for magicians <laughs>
2: and it is tearing our family apart i'm in i love it you- so oh here my. we
1: go hey, let's go down this rabbit hole together um <laughs> I, i've been with my partner for eight years and we have a four-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter our relationship began with a little rocky partly due to his highly demanding job in the restaurant industry, but we love each other deeply and always will. He's been the head chef of a relatively successful restaurant for three years now and is the only source of income for our family since I left my job in the charity sector to look after our children. For the past four or so months, he has been floating the idea of starting a restaurant for magicians with increasing seriousness and dedication. It is not obvious what this entails, so I ought to explain. He envisions a restaurant which, unbeknownst to the general public, is littered with magical props, Levitating tables, bending cutlery, and torn and restored menus, to name a few. The meals served to customers can be requested to have particular playing cards secreted inside to allow for spectacular reveals. And if you ask a waiter to think of a card, he will always say the seven of hearts. The idea here, it seems, is to allow for an environment where men on dates who are in on the scheme are able to impress their companions with seemingly spontaneous magic tricks requiring little skill or where amateur magicians can go to perform relaxed, impromptu shows. I'm going to reserve my commentary on the merit of this idea until later, but I should explain that my husband has never shown a remote interest in magic until around four <laughs> months ago when he met his friend, who in this post we'll call Chris. Chris is something of a magic enthusiast, and since meeting with my husband has become in- capsulated by the idea.
0: He loves Harry Potter.
1: (laughs) Over the past two weeks, Chris has convinced my husband that he ought to quit his job and use all of our savings to start this restaurant, (laughs) which would burden our family with an enormous amount of financial uncertainty. We had a huge fight about this two nights ago, during which I said some things that I have come to regret, insulting his restaurant idea, his cooking, and his new friend, Chris. Chris. During this fight, my husband argued that he ought to be allowed to follow his dreams and that his idea is good because Chris came up with it and Chris is a magician and magicians are smart. This honestly does not seem like the man I fell in love with, who was creative, but also pragmatic and level-headed. His fixation on Chris seems to have massively clouded his judgment, and I don't believe it is possible to rely on this restaurant for magicians idea to feed our family of four. How can I convince my husband that this idea is bad without hurting him or damaging our relationship? He's incredibly sensitive about it, would seemingly jump through a thousand hoops to come to the defense of Chris, a person he did not know just four months ago. TLDR: right. my husband's go. bizarre idea for a restaurant is going to leave our family without financial support. How can I convince him of this?
0: I don't know. I think you got to lean into it because it's a pretty good idea. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> of different
1: avenues you can go
0: down you could do like Houdini's hibachi, or like Chris Angel's mind oh, steak. I think there's some really teller. good. What no? Oh, okay. Bear in mind, teller. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it just Keep depends on mind, what kind of food you're trying to serve and what kind of magic you're trying to dish out.
1: This is not. This is not a magic themed restaurant. Right? To an ordinary person who would go to this restaurant, it would seem like an ordinary restaurant.
0: Well, that's. The, well, they got that whole idea wrong. This has to be like
1: people are expecting. <laughs> A complete like, 180. <laughs> the, the, the whole point of this restaurant, the whole selling point, is that amateur magicians or professional magicians, I suppose, can go to this restaurant to impress people that they are
2: on dates with.
0: That's. Well, then, yeah, they. Oh, <laughs> man, that's just ridiculous. That uh, will not work.
2: How, how does magic never work on a date? That's a panty dropper if I've ever heard of one.
0: No, it's just like, <laughs> I, I would definitely like- Literally, I have a trick that pulls down their panties. My fucking waitress is a magician and they're going to show me some cool shit. Not like I'm going there to see like three tables down this guy impresses his girlfriend.
2: Well, like, wouldn't it be he goes to the restaurant, they say, uh, what's this card? They say the five of hearts are what it is every time they go they can now never go back to that restaurant because the waiter will do it again and they'll know it's bullshit. Or, subsequently, the guy will take a girl on in there for the date or uh, someone he's dating there for the date and they'll say, "Uh, what's this card? Five of hearts. It's like, wow, you knew that card. I expect great magical things now from you forever. You set this bar so fucking high. That this guy now has to be a magician, whether he likes it or not. Because he happened to pick, I don't know, there's either Hibachi's, Applebee's, the Olive Garden, or this new magical place. Let's go there. And now, he has to be a magician for the rest of his life.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like this is a trap. Where, like, once you've, like, invested something, like, the the magician that has convinced you to do it, like, now owns your soul or something. Yeah, that's Chris.
2: It's, Chris it's, is a the
1: devil. There's, there's no upside to this. I, I, I will say that... um all of the comments are suggesting that the husband is either doing hard drugs or is having a bipolar manic episode. Um, possible, possible.
2: Yeah. He said, uh, he said he was in the restaurant industry, so he's definitely doing hard drugs. That's the norm. The Twitter user uh
1: has responded, if oh. the waitstaff were magicians, I could get behind this like how some people have singing waiters at their weddings. Yes! But in its current form, the idea is a total dud. I mean, if waiters always say seven of hearts, the ruse will quickly be rumbled. Yeah. I can't imagine a more lame date.
0: See, confused sex yeti knows what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) The things we say on the internet. Oh, man, I love the show. Uh, But no, I I think it had potential. Where they were going with it isn't the right avenue. And yeah, if it's going to tear your family apart, just... Do what you normally do and don't do that. Forget about Chris.
2: Chris is a straight fucking hustler. He's trying to get the husband's life savings and then he's skipping town.
1: Yeah, there's uh, other folks. Your husband is going to leave you for Chris. Uh, (laughs) Yikes. Chris is so obviously scamming the guy that it's kind of sad. I'd say stash away as much money as you can, then run. And you know... I would otherwise say, oh, no, he's just having a bad idea. But, like, also, this... This guy
2: came out of nowhere, (sighs) offers the idea of a magician restaurant.
1: This this is moving real fast, moving real fast, being the head chef at a restaurant and being like, I'm going to quit my job and open a a restaurant for magicians. Maybe that's why he's not the owner of the restaurant. He's the head chef at a restaurant. In any case, let's move on to the next one.
0: I I was going to say, I love when Tunnel of Loves end when we're just like, break off the relationship. (laughs)
1: But get out I twenty one male laughed at my girlfriend's twenty one female use of Microsoft PowerPoint during sex. How do I rekindle our relationship?
2: Uh,
0: this one I just feel like has to be what we end on. I
2: don't even
0: know <laughs> where to begin with our so my questions. Was this
2: was the PowerPoint used in sex? Uh, t- uh, le- I Is was just foreplay? pausing there.
1: I was pausing there to hear your reaction. Um. Uh, th- there, There is a post here, which I will read. Uh, My girlfriend and I have had a long-distance relationship for just over five years. We meet up when we can, and it's going great, but obviously it means that we can't be intimate anywhere near as often as we'd like. As a lot of couples seem to do, we make up for the lack of physical intimacy using technology. Phone calls, video chat, sharing photos. It's a lot of fun, but it's no substitution for the real thing. Anyway, last week, me and my girlfriend finally got to meet up after what seemed like an eternity. I ended up flying over to her place, and we had a fantastic weekend together. However, on the last night of us staying together, as we were getting intimate, she said she had a surprise for me. Both of us were naked at this point, and she told me to close my eyes before pulling her laptop out from underneath the bed. When I opened my eyes, there was a PowerPoint presentation loaded on the screen consisting of around 50 pictures of her naked that I had never seen before. Now, it felt a little silly to see this on a PowerPoint presentation, but I could get over it. I obviously like seeing pictures of her naked, and she really likes to show them to me. What got me, however, was that when she actually started to go through the PowerPoint, there were little animated transitions between each (gasps) slide. The kind of thing you would use giving a presentation as a young child at school. Sometimes the pictures would fade into one another. Sometimes one picture would suddenly be separated in two like a pair of curtains that would be open to reveal no! the Or Sometimes one picture would be replaced by another in a Ferris wheel-like motion. I had trouble hiding my laughter through this, especially as my girlfriend was looking intently at me as each new slide came on screen. But when one of these pictures appeared to shatter like a pane of glass that disclosed <laughs> the next, I couldn't help but burst out laughing. This caused a huge fight between me and my girlfriend, and she was understandably very embarrassed. Anyway, I flew home the next morning, and our conversation has been a lot more sparse and awkward since, and I have no idea how we're going to restore any kind of intimacy now, given that our last interaction involved me uncontrollably laughing at the kind of pictures we would normally send each other to get through these long periods of absence. I know that it was wrong for me to laugh, and I feel bad about it, but I honestly couldn't help it. It seemed like a joke. Am I entirely in the wrong here? What can I do to make this situation better and rehabilitate our intimacy?
0: No, I think <laughs> it's, she's a this keeper is, because she's clearly trying to make you happy, but it's just kind of cute and funny how much she's using a PowerPoint to animation. her advantage in a way that it's like those animations. Yeah, the shattering one. I mean she should recognize like as she like rewatches it to be like, is this gonna be sexy? It's probably it's just goofy. I feel like she doesn't need transitions. I'm sure the pictures get the job done.
2: This is the first tunnel of love I believe it to be true. Oh yeah, is like, yeah.
0: <laughs> It's too real It's
2: too It's too Dumb And embarrassing And it's like you, Girl you gotta know That was a dumb idea You gotta just appraise like Hey I fucked up And just move past it Like Sorry That's funny as shit though Exactly There's nothing if you're to be like,
0: That embarrassed about
2: If you're going like Full spread eagle And you're doing the like Curtain animation Where the image splits In half That's a bad move That's a bad idea. And your boyfriend's fully in the right to laugh at that. Oh, my God. I think it's coming from a
0: good place, though. So I wouldn't, like, I don't know.
2: I could see, especially being long distance, I could see the use of pictures. I don't know why he would need them the last night he's there. But also, I don't... Even if it's a PowerPoint, even if it's a slideshow... Don't do the animations. And God knows, don't do the sound effects. Just don't use those. I mean, even just, like, open up... I don't know. If you have, like, a
1: Windows laptop, there's, like, Windows Photos or whatever. Like, Use Google Photos if if you've got an Android phone. Or I'm sure there's something for iOS that, like, syncs with your laptop. Just do that and press the fucking play button, right? Yeah. That's all. Like, I understand where this is coming from, though, right? Like, especially if the girlfriend is like fresh out of academia or um
2: it's all you know, right now has, has, I know Is, is like a
1: professional right like because when you're in elementary school they're like oh yeah you've got to learn the like five by three way of writing an essay is like five paragraphs three points you know you have an intro and an outro and it's like nobody writes papers like that that's it's garbage But there's
0: got to be some level of narcissism Um, where she's just working on a whole PowerPoint of her own naked photos and actually adding all this level of detail. I I don't know. It's almost (laughs) as if, like, she is still in school. And then, like, what if that accidentally ends up on your flash drive and you're about to present to class and it's like, oh, here's my PowerPoint. That is a
1: different nightmare
2: that we should save for another time. But (laughs) is there, like, do you have an image of you just full, like, full spread? Chocolate starfish, and in clip artist it says "Welcome to the club." <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, and Lynn Biscuit is playing in the background, <laughs> just like all the, like you don't use PowerPoint like
0: that. Yeah, that's not the it, least sexy uh, piece of software. The guy that
2: developed PowerPoint never thought it'd be used for erotica. That's for true. Slow moving burlesque show. Well, for <laughs> once, I this is a tunnel of love where I don't
0: want them to break up, though.
1: yeah yeah Um, Um, I I, I just find it I find it really endearing because the girlfriend like clearly thought this is a thing that my boyfriend likes yeah right like this is something like I know he likes to see me naked I know he likes these pictures and I'm going to take them and arrange them in the most sexual way I can think of like I'm going to really (laughs) drive home this sexiness powerpoint powerpoint yeah and like it's obvious that it wasn't like completely thought through, you know. It's obvious that they're both like sexually inexperienced. There you go. It, it, yeah. They're they're both very young, and like she is probably still in school, maybe. And like it, it just makes sense. But like there was no follow up. Like she didn't think like when the PowerPoint is over, then we will fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's an appetizer for the main course. Yeah,
1: it's like you watch the previews before a movie. You watch the PowerPoint before the fuck. It has, it, it's, I don't know.
2: You take them out. Maybe to
1: that a should magi- be the title of the episode. Magician's you, you watch the PowerPoint <laughs> before
2: the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you pull your laptop out of a top hat and then play the PowerPoint.
1: I mean, I, to, answer, to answer Ops' question, though, I think like the solution here is. Like message the girlfriend and be like, I really appreciate what you did. Like it was very thoughtful, but I don't need a PowerPoint of you showing me pictures of your body. Oh, when, what like, you should—real be- thing is right here in front of me.
0: Oh, <laughs> make her a return PowerPoint of dick pics and really just uh, <laughs> make it super animated with all sorts of like extras and see if she Go laughs and harder. be like, see, we can all laugh at each other. And it's not like I'm—we're not turned on by it. It's just funny.
1: I will say that will only make
2: things worse because it will seem <laughs> like you're mocking her. I disagree. I I think that's the best advice we've actually given a on lot of these things is, yeah, All right. make a dick pic PowerPoint and being like, it's either we can both laugh about this or she sees how silly it is Me like, yeah, this is a bad, this was exactly. A bad idea. Exactly. I mean, you you can't just send the PowerPoint over, though. Like,
1: you, ha- you have to preface it with something because then otherwise it's like he laughed at my PowerPoint and then he sent me the exact same thing back. It's like... You're just really piling on the. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
0: I think his dick helicoptering or get a giggle
1: out of it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Thirty-second helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <season>. <laughs> Our
2: show. <laughs>
0: Oh man. Well, that was a five year anniversary episode. I'm pretty happy with how it went for having no plan whatsoever as always. (laughs) Um, but let's do some plugs and wrap this one up. Uh, Basta, where can our listeners find you? Do you want to give them a Pinecast referral code?
1: Oh Jesus. You can, (laughs) uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Basta, M-A-T-T-B-A-S-T-A or hacking away on Pinecast, trying to make things better. Um, as always, uh, if you want to start your own podcast and you're ready for the good stuff, feel free to sign up at Pinecast.com. No credit card required, and use the coupon code PowerPoint. <laughs> wait, let me check that that's available. Uh, Power. I mean, I can't imagine. We we could could not have joked
0: about this
2: before.
1: <laughs> Listen, we've been doing this for a long ass that's time. That's true. Just Statistically, again. it's possible.
2: Statistically. Uh, uh. Dick magician. Ball pit apartment. <laughs> Oh God! Uh,
1: create. Okay, yeah, PowerPoint for your first month free.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> nice, Jesus and make sure Christ. you make one for your significant other. And Brent, <laughs> where can we find you on the internet? You also have another podcast.
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Twitter handle DickPowerPoint. Um, I'm changing Woo! mine to that. Um, and then I'm also I also do another podcast on the lovely podcast service uh, called Are We There Yet, where we watch anime. And for New Year's, I believe it'll be out by the time this one is, uh, we're hitting our 69th episode on New Year's. Hell yeah! Oh man,
0: congrats! Nice!
2: The anime we watched for that episode was Hentai. We watch porn, and we discuss porn for an hour.
0: Oh, Lord. I feel like your show has been culminating (laughs) up to this moment.
2: (laughs) I was teasing it at that point. It's honestly probably one of the more mature episodes we've ever done. It's probably the least amount of dick jokes I've done in an episode.
0: Okay, I thought you meant mature as in, like, rated
2: M for mature. I mean, we watched mature hentai. It was, like, old women. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) I highly recommend it, though. Are we there yet?
0: Awesome. And listener, if you like our show, thanks so much. Thanks for being around, even if you weren't here for the whole five years, even if you just joined us for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We really do appreciate everyone that tunes in and gives any kind of feedback. Uh, We love you guys. We're going to try to keep going. I can't guarantee another five years, but we'll see what happens. Uh, But thanks (laughs) for everyone who's ever been involved, anyone who's ever been a guest. Uh, We'll be back on Friday with a, a... bonus episode um and yeah if you want to give us our show a like or follow we're findable on all the social medias at Silence. hopefully we'll do some more twitch streaming in 2020 twitch.tv slash Silence, and i have a record label it's missedoutrecords.com but that'll do it for this week thanks so much for a great five years see you guys next time
2: bye see.